This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy. Great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country. And thank you if you're listening to the podcast. We debuted last week on several new stations, some great stations, The Shepherd in Orlando and Gainesville and Ocala and KGGR in Dallas and Fort Worth. And since I did that one solo, I figured let me mention those stations again in the presence of my wife, Remy, who's joining me this week, so she can shout them out and say how wonderful, how awesome it is to be on some more stations across the it country. Is. It's very cool. I'm very excited that we're growing and, you know, going to so many different um, markets. It's pretty awesome. I'm excited. That's what it's all about. It's continuing to grow, continuing to push, continuing to see this vision. And we have an incredible and awesome guest for you. So stay tuned. Patrick Mahomes, who is a, not arguably, he is the best player in the NFL. Now that Tom Brady has moved, Remy's rolling her eyes. Sorry. Now that Tom Brady (laughs) has retired (laughs) and moved on, Patrick is the official face of the NFL, two-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Super Bowl MVP, two-time AP NFL MVP, all in just the first five seasons, well, five as a starter, six in the NFL, been to the AFC Championship game every year that he's played, and they've hosted it in Kansas City. So they got tremendous things happening in Kansas City, and uh, you'll hear from Patrick coming up. And Patrick is a man of faith. He's a believer, spoke about it at the Super Bowl. He's spoken about it before, but it was great to sit down with him and talk to him again recently about this. And one thing that struck me about what Patrick talked about is he, he, he said after he was baptized as a teenager, he kind of distanced himself from the Lord. And, and then now he, he's getting a little bit hit. Over the past year or two, he has grown in his spiritual journey and he's matured a little bit more. And I, I think that that's something that we all go through. And no matter at what point you come to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's going to be moments, there's going to be some some hills and some valleys, there's going to be some ups and there's going to be some downs. There's going to be times where you're waking up every morning. Like, I would love to say I'm consistent. I would love to say that every day I wake up, I do, I do, I pray, I do devotionals, and, and we sit down as a family. I, I'm, it'd be a lie very inconsistent in that. And there are people who, as they get older, can do that. And I I wish and I want to, and I strive for being more consistent in my walk now. But I can understand what he's talking about when at some point he distanced himself. I feel like a lot of times we we may do that even as we are mature in our journey. We may take a step back. Something may happen at church or something may happen with someone else or we may be going through something and then we kind of feel a little bit distant. I'll, I'll tell you before, and last week I kind of shared my story in, in, in the first episode on those new stations. I know everyone who's been listening to us for six and seven years has heard me talk about it more than once. But I do remember before I came to Christ, like, like there was a moment where I would distance myself because I thought I was unworthy. I, th- I thought I was unworthy to be in the presence because of some of the things that I was doing, the way I was living my life. And the truth is, none of us are 
ever going to be worthy enough, right, of God's presence and greatness and will never compare, but his grace covers us. And he wants us as he wants us in our miserable state, in our depressed state, in our worst of times, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, he wants us to come to him. So if you're out there and you're listening and you may feel unworthy because suppose you're listening and and I know some stations are playing this at or Saturday night, Sunday morning, and you partied all night long, because th- this is where I was, party all night long, and I'd wake up on a Sunday, and I didn't want to go to church, or I'd go to church, and, and I'd sit there, and I, I felt unworthy, and I, I'd be in tears. No matter what we do, no matter where we are in that moment, God's grace covers us, and he loves us, and, and he never wants us to stray too far away from him. It's hard. It's not... It's not easy to stay connected at all times. Um, we have this saying in Egypt, like, away from the eyes is away from the heart. So it's like a saying. Mm-hmm. And it's very say true. It, say it in Arabic. Say it in Egyptian. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> Something like yeah. that. So it's, like, cool because it's true. Like, the people that are, the people that you see every day are the people that are closest to you, right? Closest to your heart. So when it comes to faith, obviously we don't see Jesus mm-hmm. face to face, but we have to rely on our faith all the time to just keep him close. But how do we do that? We have to stay connected through so many different things. So distractions are real and this world that we're living in, the distractions are ridiculous. Like they're more mm. than ever. <laughs> the distractions are beyond, you know, like you have to force yourself to not be distracted. So to me, it's like, I literally have to remind myself, okay, like it's time to pray or it's time to do it. Oh, even though I'm always praying because I'm always talking to Jesus, like yeah. him and I are cool. Like we're always talking. Besties, BFFs. We are. We're really besties. Like I'm always talking to him. But I really do have to remind myself, okay, like I need to read the Bible or I need to like just set a time to, you know, really pray about this certain thing or whatever. But yeah, it gets distracting and it gets kind of like... I'm not going to lie. I mean, a lot of things take priority sometimes because it's just, you know, we don't have the time. We don't Kids, have the energy. Being we don't a mom. A, yeah. Like, being a dad. Yeah. It's just too, it's too much. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it gets too much. But yeah, you have to be intentional because it's just, it's the same thing with the people you care about. You have to put them in front of your eye, <laughs> you know, as the saying is, like, mm-hmm. they have to be close to you and have to see them. You have to you know, be intentional about the time with them. So it's the same thing with our relationship with the Lord. We have to be intentional. You have to be, okay, I have to keep you guys, I have to keep you close to me. Yeah. And so it's, it's not, it's not easy, but it's also not hard. You just have to be intentional, you know? And then the more you walk with the Lord, the more it becomes not a task, but more of like a relationship that you're like, to me, when I'm far away or feel like I'm far away, I'm really miserable. Like, and I always ask myself, oh my gosh, why am I so miserable like this? Or am I, because I'm far, or if I'm not, I didn't pray hard, or I didn't like connect, or, and it's kind of like the source of energy for me, or the source of like, I don't know, maybe source of happiness for me, I don't know. But I just love to really connect, and I always love to What's your routine? Tell everyone, like, what's part, what gets you, when you're, when you feel, like, when you feel like that, to, to bring yourself back, to make yourself feel like, hey, all right, yeah, now this is me. This is, I feel better now. Mm-hmm. It, is it is it a combination of, of 
prayer, reflection, uh, meditation, devotionals, Bible reading app, like what, no, what, what listening I, to I, certain I, sermons, certain uh, yeah. pastors who, who. I do listen to certain pastors because I feel like they speak to me, but I actually ask God, I ask Jesus one question and I say like right now in this moment, I need you to somehow through all the distractions to appear to me in something, either a text or a message or uh, <laughs> something or, or like a, I say that because it's raining outside. Sometimes you get on like your Facebook or Instagram and you see like a saying or a verse or something. And I always like when I'm down, I always just like pray this like one single prayer. And I just say, I need you to appear to me in some sort of way to just speak something to me that will get me out of this mood or out of this funk that I'm in. Mm -hmm. And he does immediately It's really, really odd, (laughs) but it really does work because Jesus is real. And he will use anything and everything to speak to us. So he's, his realness is very strong. And when you say those words, appear to me in such a way to make this, to make whatever this is I'm going through uh, make sense, he mm. does always appear in some sort of way, shape, or form to speak to you about what you're going through. Because when you, and, and you have to also understand that there is always, it's kind of like you're a magnet, right? You're, <laughs> you're a magnet. And there is a push and pull at all times. And you have to understand that you're this this object in, in space that is a magnet. And there's always something pulling at you here or pushing you there. You have to decide. The enemy. Yeah. And you have to, st- you have to stand firm in what you know, because every time there's a push or pull, you have to, to, to think to yourself, okay, where am I going? Which, which direction am I going? And with that said, you have to understand that the enemy works the same way. You know, he's pushing you and pulling you every single direction. And you have to stand firm in what you know and what you know God is capable of doing for you and who you are in Christ. Because when you know who you are in Christ, not a whole lot is going to you know affect that position. It's not going to knock you off that path. It's not going to deter right. you. Right. And the, and the, and the more you talk and you, the more you talk with Jesus and the more you walk with Jesus the attacks are going to get stronger and the pool is going to get stronger it's like a constant I, you know, I feel like constant fight you got to be all in and yeah. we have to be all in and sometimes if you're not all in it, it's like everything in life if, if you want to get better at your job if you want to get better health wise I talk a lot about fitness and and um not being all in like there was a period of time where I I was a period of time. It's been like a year or so where I was lagging. I wasn't, I was caught up with so much work and so and now I'm making excuses, whatever it is. There's never, there should never be excuses. To take care of your health and go to the gym. But I, I, I lost track of, of how devoted I was and I wasn't all in. And then two months ago, I decided I want to go back to where I want to be. I want to go all in. I want, this is my goal. The ever, uh, elusive six pack abs is my goal, and I want it by X. And in two months, I've dropped fifteen pounds because I went all in. Mm-hmm. I'm eating really clean. I'm working out. I'm doing everything that I know I need to do. Now, spiritually, I want to duplicate that and be all in. And for me, all in is reading the bot. Like, for, there's nothing like holding the book itself. Right. There's nothing like it when you're holding the book or, or 
I don't really hold it. It sits right there on the kitchen table and it's open. You're touching it. But yeah, and, mm-hmm. and you see the red letters. I love the red letters because the red letters is Jesus speaking. They're, they are quoting him in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are quoting Jesus. And you, you look at those red letters, like, and it, it's, I feel like it speaks to me. And if I don't understand his parable or I don't understand what he's saying, I scroll down and I, I look and I read the explanations and I meditate on that. And I think, like, if I don't start my day there, sometimes I feel like I go off. And there's so many different uh, amazing spiritual people from the past who've talked about, I forget the name, who whoever was, I'm so busy that I, I can't not spend the first three hours. I have so much to do that if I don't spend three hours a day in prayer, I can't get it done. Like so many different people who talk about that. I, I do want to talk a little bit about a Bible verse that discusses being all in. First Kings eight sixty one. Let your hearts therefore be wholly devoted to the Lord our God, to walk in his statues and to keep his commandments as at this day. When when we feel like and Patrick was he'll you'll hear from him like that was something for as a struggle you get distracted like you were talking about by the world you get distracted by responsibilities by work by priorities by everything else but all of that stuff as important as it is if if we're connected spiritually if we're walking with him step by step that's going to help us deal with all of the other things it, it's like a circle and it works together. Yeah, of course. And you just have to, you have to just be very mindful of what you're doing every single day. And when you get pulled in a different direction, just pull yourself back and just tell yourself, okay, um, I'm falling behind in this area. Why, why is this happening? And just readjust and and I always say this I, at night, you just have to kind of review the day and see like, what happened? What happened in a day? Was it good? Was it mediocre? Was it great? <laughs> what happened and why did it happen? Reassess your, your assess your emotions. Reassess your connection with the Lord. Reassess your connection with everything around you, and just readjust accordingly and pray about it. And every day, just try to be better than the, 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 the day before. That's all. It's it, you don't have to beat yourself up over the head and just say like, oh, I didn't, I didn't pray today, and like be so mad at yourself. Just we adjust it's just a connection it's a relationship and you know what's so awesome about god and and what's so awesome about this amazing incredible gift that he's given us this gift of grace jesus dying on a cross for our salvation wanting this relationship with us if we distance ourselves like patrick talks about distancing yourself for a little bit it's not like a relationship. Sometimes you're friends with someone and, and some distance grows between you and then you feel like you can't text them or you can't reach out or it's been so long or maybe they get mad at you or where you've been, whatever it is. Jesus doesn't hold grudges like that. If you've distanced yourself and you feel like you you, you need to get your way back to him, he's right there. He's waiting for you. Don't feel like you're too far away i haven't talked to him. i haven't prayed in so long yeah, he doesn't want to right where you left off just like a <laughs> yeah. bestie like yeah. he, you'll like, pick up right where you left off like you're like the best bff you've mm-hmm. ever had up next you'll hear from patrick mahomes you're listening to faith on a field show 
Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action. Get information. Understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free. Welcome back to Faith on a Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to faithonafieldshow.com. Find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an incredible lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear full interviews on there in case sometimes we might cut them a little bit short for radio. Be sure also to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a share. Whatever it is, tell a friend or two or a million about the show. If you would like to be a sponsor for this show and help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at faithonafieldshow.com. We have different packages. We can cater them specifically to fit whatever needs you may have. Our goal is to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise, but you want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonafieldshow.com. We are now in the process. We've got it underway of being a 501c3 nonprofit. Our guest this week, Patrick Mahomes, is the number one quarterback in the NFL, the best player overall in the NFL. As I mentioned earlier, two-time NFL MVP, two-time Super Bowl champ, two-time Super Bowl MVP. I sat down with Patrick recently. Here's that conversation. Hey, Patrick, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good, man. I know that team accomplishments are always going to matter most to you, but how much... Patrick, have you allowed yourself to appreciate all of the individual achievements? Because there's been so many so early in your career. Um, I, I tried. I try to enjoy them because I know how hard they are are, are to get. Um, but at the same time, I try to enjoy them more like an off season time. Time. I mean, um, I think you know. I mean, Super Bowl. Um, that that that's such a, a goal. I think everyone has when they step into this league. Um, but uh, at the same time, you know how hard it is to achieve the MVP or the Offensive Player of the Year, whatever that award is. Um, and so I definitely value it. And um, and um, it's something that uh, when I look back on my career, I think I'll even enjoy even more because I'll be able to look at those trophies. Now, you're a two-time Super Bowl champion and two-time MVP, all by the age of 27. Have you thought about legacy? Do you even Does that enter your mind? Uh, I think I think everybody thinks about legacy and how they're remembered. Um, but I, I think it's it, you have to think about that at the same time, valuing every day and how you, how you can become better, uh, how you can really maximize every single day. Um, and then whenever your career is done, you have no regrets. And I think that's what I've always preached is it's not about um, success of that day. It's about having no regrets at the end of your career. Um, and I think that if you work hard every single day um, and put everything you have into the game, um, then when you look back at the end of your career, you know, however, however many trophies you have or how many Super Bowl rings you have, uh, you'll have no regrets. With Tom retired, Tom Brady, you're now considered the face of the NFL. H- how do you feel about that? Do you embrace that? Um, uh, yeah, I just embrace being me. I think that's the biggest thing is um, it's definitely cool to, to see uh, your name uh, on the, the news line or to be able to partner with great companies like Walmart and, and do all these great things. Um, but at the same time, I just try to be the best me I can be. Um, and whatever else comes with that, that comes with that. And then I think uh, 
like I said, you'll have no regrets if you can just be the best person that you can be every single day. I love asking the great quarterbacks this question. What makes an excellent leader? It's always fascinating. There's always different responses. So in, in your words, what is what makes a great leader at that quarterback position? Um, it's just someone that cares, someone that really cares about doing whatever is best for the team um, and giving everything they have every single day. I've always believed that you can't talk and be a leader unless you're doing it, doing it first. And so I always try to make sure that I, that I work as hard as anyone um, so that whenever I do speak, um, that they truly respect what I'm saying um, because they know that I'm doing whatever I can to make the team uh, the best that it can be. And even if I'm not saying the right things, uh, I'm, I'm saying whatever I believe is the, is the right thing. And I think uh, my teammates uh, uh, really believe in me because I do whatever I can to be the best I can, not only for myself, but for the team. We haven't seen a, a repeat Super Bowl champion since the Patriots almost two decades ago. Why, why do you think that is so difficult? And how much confidence do you have that Kansas City, that the Chiefs, you guys can pull that off this season? Yeah, I think it's so difficult. There's so much player movement these days. I mean, uh, you see so many different guys, free agency or trades, or and you guys coming into the draft uh, that are great players. And so every team is getting better and better each and every year. Um, and it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to win the Super Bowl. I think I've noticed that since from my first win to my second, it's, it's, you can put in, you can do everything the right way and you don't win. Um, and so, uh, to be able to repeat it, you have to just continue to work and work and work and, and try to get yourself in position to win those big games. And uh, I'm confident in us because we have, we've had a lot of guys that are coming back now that, that have seen, have won a Super Bowl and been in that big moment. Um, but at the same time, we got to go out there and prove it. Uh, and it starts literally next week. So, uh, I'm ready to get back going with these guys. How different is it going to be without EB, Eric Bienemy over there on the sideline with you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be different. I mean, uh, he was a voice that was in the, that's been in this locker room my entire career. Um, and so to lose that voice, I mean, I, I'm excited for Washington cause I know how, how inspiring that he can be and how smart he, he was for us. Um, luckily for us, I mean, I think coach Reed does a great job of finding great coaches um, to, to supplement uh, some of that, that great leadership that uh, coach B uh had for us. And I, I'll trust in coach Reed to have the right plan to, to kind of do whatever we can to get ourselves in that right moment again. Um, and so uh, it's a, uh, Definitely going to be tough losing him. I have so much respect for EB. Um, he, he was he's such a great coach, but a great person. Um, but I'm excited for these other guys to step up and be those coaches that they've learned from him and learned from Coach Reed to be. Speaking of Coach Reed, I covered his entire career in Philadelphia, and he was a great coach. But then coming to Kansas City, and then when you joined the Chiefs, he's gone from one of the greatest to a Hall of Fame type coach. What has he meant to your career? Um, I mean, he's meant the world to me. Uh, I mean, he said he he's – He's just he's just the best. I mean, he's the best coach, obviously. Uh, I mean, one of the best coaches of all time, and but he's, he's one of the best people of all time. And he he's learned how to get the most out of me every day. Um, he doesn't let me be satisfied with where I'm at. Um, he teaches me a ton. Uh, uh, not only the quarterback position, but how how to be a leader and how to be a a great dad and how to be a great husband. Um, and it lets me be who I am every single day. I think if I'd have went to some other places, I would have had to learn how to play the quarterback position in a different way. And he just lets me play the quarterback position the way that I want to play. And I think that's what's made me uh, such a such a a different type of quarterback in this league. I've seen a lighter, funnier side to him in Kansas City than when he was in Philadelphia. He was he was a different guy back then. Is that your influence, Patrick? Is that Travis Kelsey's influence? Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's always had it. Um, I think uh, as he's kind of coached and kind of won these Super Bowls and won these games, he's let it out a little bit more. Um, but if you talk to guys like Mike Vick or Donovan McNabb or 
or whoever it is, Brett Favre. I mean, you would, he would, they would say that he's always been this funny, this funny coach that uh, whenever he, he needs to be serious, he's serious and get the best out of you, but he always is enjoying it. And I think y'all just, uh, especially with social media these days, you see it a little bit more. What makes Travis Kelsey such a great player? Um, I think it's, I mean, obviously people see how much fun he has and how much he enjoys playing the game. Um, I, I don't think people see how hard he works. Um, I mean, obviously he's, He's got all the physical talent and, and really can understand how to run run routes for his different coverages, but he works his tail off to, to do that. And uh, he prepares himself. And um, obviously uh, everybody sees the fun and the off season and, and the, at the match or whatever it is, but they don't see how hard he works when he's in the building. I think a lot of guys respect that. And that's why he goes out there and he's like the w- most liked guy, but also uh, the best tight end of all time. How excited are you to work with Cradarius Tony for a full season in this offense with you? No, I'm I'm extremely excited. I mean, he's he's a guy. I mean, he's had he has all the talent, um, and he works his tail off like like I was talking about Trav. Uh, obviously, we're gonna try to keep him uh, healthy and and on the field as much as possible because when he's on the field, he's a difference maker. I think y'all saw that um, when he was with us this last year and in the Super Bowl especially. He's one of those guys that if you can just get the ball in his hands, uh, he makes plays happen. Um, and so I'm excited for him to have a full season, not only with me but with Coach Reed and with Travis, and where he can learn. Uh, how we do things, and I think the sky's the limit. Uh, he could be uh, one of the best receivers in this league. You mentioned being a great dad, being a great husband, something that you're learning from Coach Reed. And h- how has that, being a father, Patrick, been life-changing for you? Because for me, like, I consider I got two daughters, twins. It's the greatest blessing. Uh, you have a boy and a girl. Like, how has that changed your life? And, and what's your favorite part about being a dad? Um, I think my favorite part um, is just being able to see that smile on the face every single time you walk in, you walk in the house. I mean, if you're having a bad day, you're having a great day. They, they brighten up your day. Um, and so being able to see those smiles and, and being, pre- being able to be present in the moment and enjoying those moments with your kids and your wife um, are, are definitely the best part. Um, and I think it's just made me a better, a better human. I mean, I've been able to, uh, learn from my mistakes and then try to teach um, my kids to be better than I, than I am. Um, and so uh like you said, it's the ultimate blessing uh, to be able to have kids. And uh, I'm I'm lucky enough to have a great family around me. Is Sterling saying I love you, daddy, yet? Oh, yes, for sure. Sterling's, Sterling's super intelligent. I don't say it's because she's my daughter. She's she's a smart one, which is going gonna, gonna to be trouble for me because she already understands all the right buttons to push to make sure dad gives her what she wants. I understand Walmart's launching a new digital first shopping experience. It's going to give customers an up-close, personal way to connect with their favorite celebrity. So it's you, you've, they've teamed up with you, Becky G and Barbie, which is an impressive trio. And <laughs> Patrick, what is that partnership? Uh, what, what really in, inspired you kind of to, to be part of that? Um, I think uh, what inspired me was, I, I mean, it was easy. Cause I've, I've went to Walmart my entire life. Uh, I've went since I was a little kid when it was down the street um, making those memories with my family to now being able to go and make those memories with my family and um, to be able to make my own Walmart list um, and be able to have all my essentials on there. Um, it's going to be really cool for people to see what I get and then being able to go out and get some stuff for themselves and make their own my Walmart. And uh, it's, 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 it's an awesome ex- um, opportunity for me with a, with a great company, with great people. Um, and it was an easy partnership for me to make. Is there a go-to item in Patrick Mahomes' Walmart shopping cart? Yeah, it, it's changed over these last two years since I've had a daughter, the bubble <laughs> machine. The bubble machine is my go-to because if you can get the bubbles going outside, Sterling's going to have a great time and everybody's going to be happy. I thought you were going to go diapers, but bubble machine, I like that. that, that that's really that, that's interesting. My kids love that too. That's a really good one. All right, last I'm telling one you, you got you to get one. 
last one for you, Patrick. And I have always appreciated this about you. You spoke at the Super Bowl about how you've grown spiritually in, in your faith the past few years. What has that journey been like for you, that walk with the Lord? Um, I think it's 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 kind of it, it's like anyone's uh, walk with the Lord in their faith. I mean, it's um, there's been highs and there's been lows. And I think uh, I've learned a ton over these last few years, especially about um, my relationship with him. Um, and I mean, I was baptized when I was 14 years old. Um, and I, I've kind of, I would say I've kind of distanced myself over those next few years. Um, but I've been able to kind of come back and, and really develop this relationship that's been able to let me go out there and play free and not worry about the moment of the success or the failure, but just play with, um, a joy for just being able to have the opportunity and being able to have this platform. Um, and so that, that's, been my walk and I'll continue to to walk and do whatever I can to strengthen my relationship with them. I appreciate that, Patrick. Thank you so much. Wish you a ton of blessings. Thank you. That's it for this week. Thank you to Patrick Mahomes. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on the Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Motti reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing. Since 1930, the Heritage family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's dairy stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest, coffee's hot and fresh, and Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on-site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our heritage.